This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast, where men come together in the fight to restore honor to masculinity, faith in family, and pride in country. Keyboard warriors and talking heads have labeled masculinity toxic and patriotism extremism. Waiting for a return to normal isn't an option. The fight starts now. Fellow warriors, welcome to episode one. I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father of three, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. What's next? That's the question I had to answer when I decided over a year ago that I was going to retire at my 20-year mark. With that, you know, the culmination of a 20-year career that started after 9-11, you can imagine to begin a career with the pride and patriotism and service um, that everybody that was enlisting felt and, and went through, you know, I'd say the first half of my career. And then for the last half of my career to see essentially the country is not the way it was, you know, 20 years ago when this began, the patriotism is extremism. I, I, I can't even believe that the flag could offend people. Most schools don't do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. Um, and more and more blue check marks are essentially attacking our way of life. So as I retired, I had a job lined up. I will be able to continue providing my wife. Uh, she works uh, a good job and she's, she contributes to the household. So together, the money was not going to be the issue. Uh, the, the, the two challenges I faced getting out were getting into the entrepreneur space. Um, it's a very high caliber, high quality team but there's not a lot of them. So anybody else that does small business knows um, there's not a lot of people on these teams, right? There's a lot of scaling that needs to happen before you can hire more full-time staff, right? So a few people end up wearing a lot of hats and doing a lot of things to grow a company. And though I'm okay with that, and it's very exciting to be getting in that world and joining a team, very excited, and, and it'll pay it'll pay enough to put food on the table, right? And, and I will continue to live a comfortable life. You know, a lot of that's making good choices and my wife being uh, the frugal as she is. But the heartache for me is, is, is to end service and lose all the access to the troops, right? As a leader who's, you know, I've had a hundred troops under my charge. Uh, that's a lot of problems to solve. That's a lot of day-to-day -day influence that you lose. You know, being a leader is one of the greatest, essentially the greatest job I had in the military was the ability to lead others. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was what I looked forward to, you know, planning ops, planning missions, you know, sending people to places to do things that, that became second nature. It became easy. Uh, didn't really excite me. And, and maybe part of that's because it, they weren't real bullets. Um, you know, it was a lot of training exercises, a lot of workups, a lot of missions, a lot of humanitarian type stuff. So maybe that's part of it, you know, had it, had it been, you know, I was in Iraq in 2005. I, I did strap a k-bar to the you know 550 cord a k-bar to the back of my flak jacket if you will so i definitely got into that uh, and it was a it was a good enough deployment that i made it home fortunately um i'd obviously feel different you know there's a lot of people that had a lot harder time than me so i, I recognize that you know my experience is my experience but i say all that to say you know having seen combat having deployed to some countries that you know burn their trash and drink bottled water because there ain't no fresh water there there's, there's no power you know i've been to some places where you're, you're taking a dump in a hole and you know bringing a shovel to to fill the hole in right so to see our country 
not destroyed. It's not destroyed. I'm not going to be doom and gloom, but to see our country the way it is, like the flag offends you. Uh, I just, I have, I don't even understand how to have a conversation with that person. To me, it's not even worth it. We're getting to a point where, you know, the other side, if you will, the un-American side is is so hateful and just nasty and in their damn feelings. And it, it just, it hurts. It hurts now thinking about it. I don't even have the words to describe how I would feel having to talk to somebody who wants to explain to me that America is this terrible place and, you know, the flag is offensive and everything about what we do is offensive. I, I just, I don't quite have the words, but the conversation won't go well when it happens. And here we are, right? So what's next? I have a job. I'm paying, you know, I'm able to put food on the table, but I have a hole, a void of leadership. I, I won't have those the troops. I won't have enough employees to, you know, have enough. Product. And again, when you're in the entrepreneurial world, you're hiring A players. If you don't know what A players are, it's a, I don't remember what book it is, but you hire A players. And uh, we certainly, you know, my, my close friend and business partner, he, he only hires A players. So enter dangerous man, you know, uh, essentially here we are, you know, uh, knowing I still had a lot left to give. Uh, and having a job lined up, you know, I needed people to lead. Um, do I deserve it? I don't know. We'll see. I hope that the people that listen get something, you know, I'm not the guy for you. If you're, if you're looking for an entrepreneur podcast, that's not what this is. This is a podcast for men, for men who I believe very well-intentioned men, very head down, go to work, pay your bills, you know, you're a decent husband, a decent father, you're trying. Um, but you're not, you're hoping all this stuff's going to blow over, you're hoping everything's going to blow over, you're hoping everything's going to just come back to normal. Right now, you're just living your life. And you're hoping that the riots aren't going to come your way, the the, the mandates aren't going to come your way, you, you think your government's going to be able to kind of maintain a normal life for you. And I just I'm not as optimistic, right? I'm not as optimistic that you're going to be able to keep living your life. And I'm taking a stand. I'm saying you need to become dangerous. You need to become a dangerous man. You need to be able to fend for yourself and for yours. You need to build a network, right? So what is a dangerous man? A dangerous man is a threat to those people we talked about. Not a physical threat. I'm not I'm not condoning any uh, violence uh, on 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 that, I, I think by that time, we've already lost, right? If we have to fight for our country physically, we've already lost, right? Right now, the, the war is still in the culture. It's still in the way in the local level government. It's still we still have an opportunity to fix this. Um, but we need to become more of a threat and not so passive. I feel like too many weak men, you know, unintentionally or not, there's weak men in leadership positions that are just kowtowing to the populist movement of these very loud blue checkmark people and they're destroying our, frankly, our way of, I'll say our way of life. They're not destroying our country yet because we're still able to have this conversation, but they're certainly destroying our way of life. And I don't want those blue check marks speaking for me or my family. And I certainly don't want anybody in DC telling me they know better to raise me, to raise my family. Um, so that's what dangerous man is. Uh, we're becoming a threat. And when you become a threat, you need to do three things. So some of the things we'll start talking about in the next few episodes, but creating and capitalizing on opportunity. 
right? So we're going to talk about opportunities. We're going to talk about doors opening, closing, uh, kicking down doors, you know, making opportunities for yourself. Uh, we're going to talk about increasing skills and ability, right? And then we're going to under, we're going to talk about, do you understand your purpose? Like I told you, my purpose is to become a dangerous man. My purpose is sharing my life experience, my through work, through my military service and through my 16 year marriage. You know, I want to share those opportunities with you and, and explain to you what I went through to find my purpose, to become legacy minded, to, to understand what it means to be a man, to be a father, to be a husband. Um, the things I went through to get where I am today, looking back saying, thank God I didn't screw this up enough where I'm not, and I'm not where I'm at today. Cause where I'm at today, I would have never been here you know, without my wife, without the support of a strong partner, in this case, my wife supporting me, uh, helping me realize and get to where I'm at now, where I'm hopefully able to help other men um, get to where I am and see like, hey, buddy, men are quitters, men are immature. You know, I'm talking to the guys in their in their late teens, their 20s, maybe even their early 30s. They're immature, they're selfish, they think they know better. And anytime a fight comes, a lot of them quit, you know, myself included. I I, I was a quitter. Um, luckily, I never quit. But that's because I had, you know, a strong wife who was committed to family and committed to me and seeing the good in me, enough good in me to put up with uh, the bad. And here we are, you know, building an empire together. And uh, so with that, right, we're going to talk about the the threat triangle. And if you know what that is, uh, I'll give you the inverse, right? The enemy, um, if you conceal carry, if you carry a weapon, um, they they teach some law enforcement, I think, use it. The military, I, I learned it in the military. I don't know how official it is, but, you know, opportunity, capability, and intent. Does the bad guy have a gun? Is he pointing it at you? Is he telling you he's going to shoot you? Okay, then shoot him, right? Shoot back. Um, essentially they, they need to have a weapon. They need to be showing the intent to use it as in pointing it at you. Right. And are they in a close proximity? Are you, you know, are you out in the open? And this, if, if you don't kill him, is he going to kill you? You know, that's essentially, so we're flipping that on them to say, we are going to make sure we are in a position to fight back. We are going to make sure we we arm ourselves with the skills and the knowledge and the abilities uh, to become a threat. And we certainly are going to understand our purpose and our why. So that's kind of the, the becoming a dangerous man piece. And, and I have a lot of uh, thoughts and ideas on that, that we're going to expound on. And then, and the lastly, what I'll say with becoming a dangerous man is, is you'll hear us, you'll hear me talk about being on the path. And that's kind of where, um, you know, I, I like the term on the path and I like becoming because it's a never ending process and I'm never going to get to that final destination. Right. It's, it's kind of like the it's kind of like a loop. Uh, it's not necessarily a destination, but it's more of a loop. And being on the path starts with you, the dangerous man. Right. So me and what I'm going through is a continuous process of improvement. Um, and then. On the path, after you accept your strengths and weaknesses and the skills and ability you need to improve on or add to, when you understand where you want to get to, then you focus on your family. And we'll talk about family. We'll talk about being a king of your castle, right? We'll talk about treating your wife like a queen. 
that she is. She is your equal. She is your partner. But we'll also talk about the 51%. And I may, you know, that that is something that I believe in. And we'll discuss what it means to be the 51%. Um, after your family, the next most important thing in your life is your battle team, right? Your circle of influence. Who are the men? And they should be men, right? Uh, real quick, men in a committed relationship shouldn't have friends that are girls. Now, if you have family friends, if they're friends of, if they're couples that are friends, but again, I don't have, I don't have girl friends. I don't have friends that are girls uh, that I confide in or that I talk to um, outside of friends that are friends of my wife, like couples. Um, and we can go into that later, but essentially your battle team should be men. You should have uh, a group of men, three, four, five, probably no more than five that you are able to confide in, that you're able to trust. And as we work on our path and we work on, you know, some of these friends maybe got to go and maybe we need to make room. Maybe there's somebody out there um, that you haven't made time for, but adds more value to your life. And, and you need to increase the time you talk to that person or spend with that person, that gentleman. And, you know, whether this is, you know, a mentor, maybe two or three close friends, maybe you bring in a coach for something particular you want to get good at. Um, but certainly your battle team, uh, the theme there is, uh, hire slow, fire fast, right? If somebody's toxic in your life, we're just, I'm going to come straight out and say, we're going to get rid of them. We're going to get them out of our lives. We don't need toxic people. Um, that, that's a negative influence and there's no value added. Finally, on the, on the path to becoming a dangerous man is your perimeter, right? Your tribe, sorry, your tribe and you draw the perimeter, right? So uh, Sebastian Younger, uh, I believe, wrote a book called Tribe and Jack Donovan talks a lot about uh, tribalism and drawing, defining a perimeter, drawing a perimeter, drawing a line in the sand around what's yours. Um, the military, we call it a, like an area of operations or an area of responsibility. Um, if you're a veteran, you, you definitely uh, have heard AO or AOR. Um, and, and then we're gonna, and we're gonna discuss the importance of that tribe. And where tribe really comes on for me and where I really get excited about the tribe piece is once you shore up your battle team and you have good influences, you have good accountability, somebody that can hold you accountable to your goals. Once we talk about your family, and being the example for your son, the example for your daughter of, you know, treating your wife like a queen so that your kids see what a healthy relationship looks like. Once we talk about you on your own path to becoming a dangerous man, increasing those opportunities, those skills and abilities, and refining your purpose and your why, once you get all that, that is where I get most excited about your tribe and your area of responsibility, because now you can have an impact in the lives of others, right? Once you shore up yourself, once you shore up your team and your family, now we're talking kids' school, school board, uh, PTA. Now we're talking local leadership. You're going to hear, like, uh, as we grow this, you're going to see, I am not a big fan of waiting every four years to, to change the course of history or, or to, to think that that guy or that woman is going to solve our problems. The president of the United States does not have a direct impact in your life today. The president's decisions from years ago, yes, we are living those impacts, right? But today, whatever they're doing in D.C., it does not impact you today. Those things take time to manifest. Where it starts is local. I am a big believer that 
I would be willing to bet most of you listening to me, even if it's five people, you probably don't know who your mayor, your county commissioner, uh, your district judge, those people you vote for, you probably know nothing about them, but they have the impact in your life. I am so passionate about this because, you know, in 2020, when, when I, when I voted and I was very passionate about people voting, I can't tell you how many successful people I know who still didn't vote. Not only did they not vote for the president, but they had never voted for mayor, county clerk, county commissioner, treasurer. They never paid attention to their local elections. I don't know what it is that if it's they don't teach us in high school that our civic duty is to vote. I don't know the reason why, but every chance I get, if anybody wants to talk to me about politics, tell me who your mayor is. Tell me who the superintendent for your kid's school district is and tell me what they believe in, right? Tell me what they believe in. Tell me what they vote for. Do they even live in your, in your AO? How long have they lived in your AO? Are they a city transplant? Did they come from a big city and move to your small town and now they want to wow you with all these great social ideas of all these things they want to give you? Well, you know, I'm not an economics major, but I can certainly tell you nothing is for free. So as they're, you know, as they're promising things, are they also telling you what they will no longer be doing or how much more they're going to raise your taxes or where they're going to get this money from, right? Um, so I can go on many tangents on local politics and how disappointed I've been in in the conversations I've had with even my battle team and with with the acquaintances and friends that I've had or or the troops that I've led nobody I know votes local and we're talking military people who serve who 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 have a different opinion who have a voice that needs to be heard and they're not they're not letting their voice be heard right um so I'll get off that little tangent right there with politics I I hate that people wait every 4 years to vote if they even vote, uh, drives me nuts that all these local elections happen and maybe 10% of the local population votes on. I, I think the stats are somewhere between 10 and 10 and 15% of the population in an area will vote for like a mayor. And then that person is going to set the rules and regulations and and the the vision for your town that is going to impact you the next day they take office, right? That's a direct impact to your life. So here we are, folks. We are... Um, you got to know, you got to see a little bit of the tangents I can go on. But um, as we move forward uh, with becoming a dangerous man, I kind of gave you a little backstory. I kind of gave you a little bit of the why and where this came from. And if it resonated with you, you know, please stick around. Uh, I would say if you could be patient uh, with me. Uh, I have spent 20 years talking. Um, but when you put a microphone in front of me and I'm, and I'm trying to picture you, um, it's very hard for me. So I, I, I do hope to get better at this. Um, I, I do, I will get better at this as I go. Um, I just wanted the first one to kind of be, hey, this is me raw. Um, this is me unfiltered. Um, this is me uh, telling you what I think you want to hear, you know, who I am, what this is about, what you can look forward to. So I, I will do a Monday podcast. Uh, every Monday, I will release a Mindful Monday. It's kind of like my journal talking out loud to you. I take a quote or an idea from a book I've been reading. I read every day. And so you figure I have seven, seven days a week, I'm writing a quote or an idea with a one page kind of like journal entry uh, for my thoughts on that, why that stuck out to me. So I will share that. I will share one of those every Monday with you. And then I will look to also, uh, hopefully every week, I, I am busy um, getting ready to move and 
and settle into my new role. Um, but then I'll look to one long form, maybe like a 20, 30 minute conversation as we start to unpack everything that I just told you about becoming a dangerous man. So um, look forward to subscribing, uh, seeing the subscribers and the people that are giving, going to put faith in me to help you on your path, right? That's my goal is to grow a tribe of men, my tribe of men that I can lead. I, you know, um, and certainly with your feedback, your critique, um, if you go to the website, uh, becomingadangerousman.com, um, there's a newsletter sign up. You could sign up for our email newsletter that I send out every Monday. Uh, once a month, I send out a sit rep, just updating the team. Right now, we got about 55 subscribers, not a ton, all, all mostly my friends and probably the same people that are going to listen to this first episode for me. Um, but on the website, there's also a contact form. So please send me um, send me some support, send me some critique, if, uh, send me some ideas of something you'd want to hear or, you know, how far off was I? Um, but you know, if this message resonate, uh, please subscribe. Um, I'm probably not ready for no rating and review right now. Cause I might give myself a one star for this one, but, um, the efforts there guys, I promise. Um, I look forward to continuing these conversations. I look forward to eventually getting to talk to you guys. Uh, we are working on some kind of a um, off-grid communication, uh, either through like a Discord server or a Patreon, uh, some kind of way to um, exchange value, value exchange. Um, you know, I do plan on putting a lot more into this. Um, and, and I would like to talk to you, um, but it's going to be off-grid. I'm not doing Instagram or Facebook. I'm not doing Twitter. Um so it'll be what I call off-grid, right? I want something a little more, uh, maybe like a closed community uh, for us. I don't want to deal with trolls if I don't have to. Um, trolls may come um, because men are men and women are women, and that offends people, I guess. Um, I don't really mind that one. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's something that you're not going to change my mind, and I'm not going to try to change yours. So um, we may offend some people, folks, but hence why we're becoming dangerous men, right? We are becoming a threat to those who threaten America and our way of life. And you got to take a stand to do it. And this is the stand that I'm taking. And this is the flag that I'm planting. So if you want to support, if you know some other men that may want to hear this, um, I would appreciate your patience as I refine my voice and refine uh, the way I get the message across to you. And, and I'll try to keep the tangents to a minimum. But um, with that said, folks, I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to uh, hearing from you.